right, so we'll get started. Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Black Butter Bust. I'm Keely. I'm Misty. And today we're really, really excited because one of our local training partners and just all around beautiful badass, Kalina, is here on the show with us. Kalina, say hi. Hey guys. <laughs> so Kalina is a local competitor in Bluebell in the area. Um, first off, I guess, Kalina, do you want to say a couple of things about yourself so people can get to know you a little bit more? Yeah. Who you are, your belt rank, where you train. Okay, oh, my train name everyone. is Kalina. <laughs> where you train the most. <laughs> your home. Alliance. Alliance, Alliance. champions. <laughs> um, I train at Alliance now. Um, I'm a blue belt, four-star blue belt. And been training for five years, and this August it'll be five years. And been competing for like two and a half years, three years. Okay. So, what kind of tournaments have you been competing at locally? <laughs> um, so I've done King Queen of the South, uh, both times the Gi and No Gi. Um, the last new breed that came to Greenville, I did that one. And locally, I want to say that's about as much as I've done. Everywhere else I've competed was always like Charlotte or Atlanta. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Or like by the beach or something. But that's pretty much like locally, I think that's the only times I've competed was those three times. Yeah. Right. So whenever you've competed in like Atlanta, Charlotte, have they also been new breed or have they been like Naga, super fights, anything like that? They have. Yeah, they've always been new breed. Gotcha. Um, so I guess one thing we really wanted to talk to you about today is just the fact that you've had the ability to cross train with a lot of different gyms, um, especially since there's so few ladies per gym, yeah. being able to cross train with a lot of ladies and ask you about that experience. Yeah. Cause like in our area, <clears throat> I met you two years ago uh -huh. and you were a blue belt. So you were one of the higher ranked women in the area. Cause really uh -huh. the highest ranks were what, like, even the females over at Alliance, it was all blue belts, right? Yeah. Yeah, we didn't really have that many purple belts. That's how it was, like, two years ago. Um, so, you've been able to cross-train, but you've mostly trained with guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, we wanted to talk about that and, like, your experience with that because as we want more women to come into jujitsu, so we have more women to compete with because – the issue with not having women to compete with is we've got to compete with each other and we train with each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> it's kind of an issue. <laughs> yeah. See, and so I haven't competed with either of you guys mainly because we're okay. You don't, have to don't want to do it. <laughs> I was going to say, because we we're in different you. weight no, classes. We love you. We love you. No. <laughs> I was going to say, because like, my ass probably weighs no, your kidding. body weight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a problem. <laughs> hey, it is. It You're is. lucky. Okay. You're I lucky. Know comfortable spats is a problem. Okay. Back on track. <laughs> so you said that you mainly train at Alliance, the Alliance champions here in Greenville, mm -hmm. South Carolina. A lot of great instructors ran yeah. by Hoffa, love to pieces. So where else have you trained or where else do you currently cross train? So... When I first started training, I started in Anderson at the time. I was training in Anderson. Um, I was living in Anderson. And there was this, like, small 
uh, gym that Will Sutton had opened with another guy. And I came across it one day when I was 17. And, you know, me and my mom talked about it. And I was like, I really want to start training there. So I started training there. And um, I trained there for like two or three months. So Will Sutton was like my first instructor. And then after that, um, you know, they had some, they, they ended up closing down the school. But because Will Sutton was affiliated with Linux, then I started training at Linux. So I was at Linux for four years. And then um, after that, I trained at Revolution for a few months. Uh, and now I train at Alliance. Yeah. So between like in all that time together I've cross-trained at like literally every single gym yeah. <laughs> like when I was at Linux, I was cross-training at uh UFC gym which is where I met you Misty yeah, yeah. well and that's then where, I met you where we met because it was I uh, you were cross-training too right at the time we met. that was when I was living in Clemson I was training in Anderson at ECMMA Mm-hmm. And I was there for a couple months before I moved up here to Greenville. And then I started training here at UFC Jim Greenville. We met when I was still living in Clemson when I first moved here. That's right. But you that, were getting ready for your super fight. Oh my gosh. That was long. <laughs> that, that was like two, what, two weeks before I had a super fight. Cause that was when I had a yeah. super in Nashville as a blue belt. I forgot about that. Yeah. And you, we were like talking about your weight cut and everything like that. Cause you were struggling with a weight cut at the time. When don't I struggle with a weight cut? That, that is an episode in itself. <laughs> Ladies, we're going to get into that one episode. Uh, just weight cut is terrible in general, let yeah. alone for females. We're going to have an entire discussion about that, but staying on track yeah. with today's conversation. Yes. Yes. That weight cut was terrible too. Come to find out, I could have kept my clothes on for it. Yeah. They were just like, oh, we don't care. Like, you can be like, a little bit over and I'm sitting here like I dehydrated myself for this <laughs> you literally died for it <laughs> yes but yeah that was it was an open mat because it was like two weeks prior I had come into town and saw this beautiful blonde like makeup perfect not so much I was very salty and I'm just like who's this adorable person and she had this bright bubbly personality and it's like let's roll together we got like 20 seconds into a roll we did the exact same shit oh my god the same thing we inverted at the same time every trying to do a cartwheel pass the same time I inverted and then we both stopped in the middle of it go ah! <laughs> and like hug each other and we're like we're the same person we didn't even finish rolling we literally just sat there and talked about like all the stuff we love to do we're like me yeah. too <laughs> that's literally exactly how it happened pretty much Wait, so I now okay kind of off topic now I want to know how, like how y'all met well I was it was just like a regular fundamental <clears throat> drills class and you had come in and we just talked to you and just like um had some conversation and we rolled but I was still like a brand new white belt. Like I was brand new. So you were just kind of like, eh, I can do whatever, but you weren't. Yeah. This was a cool thing though. You did not take advantage of me being a white belt. You didn't take advantage of the skill I didn't have. You just like worked with me with where I was at. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool too, because sometimes you don't always get that with with a lot of BJJ people, you know, sometimes people can take, especially some girls. Yeah, it can, and it can get like that because some people will take advantage of either your lack of skill or if you're flow rolling or wherever you're at, but you were not like that. 
and we just had genuine conversation and we just really, we really connected. Mm-hmm. Time you came in, like we drilled together, we were this, around the same size. So it worked out really well. And up until now, and then we had to compete against each other. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the worst thing that's ever happened to us. It was the worst. And that's part of like why we wanted to talk to you too. Because what we're trying to do with this podcast as well is just talk about the, the female experience within jujitsu. Mm-hmm. And I remember going up to you during a new meeting you at or seeing you at a new breed and asking you if you were competing. And what you told me was because there's nobody in your weight class, you were one of the higher ranked females in the area as a blue belt. There was no competition for you. You couldn't even compete because there was nobody there to do it. Unless you had a white belt go up to your division, but it's like you compete because you're trying to challenge it. Exactly. Exactly. So the so not this last new breed that came to Greenville, but I think it was the one before that, or or it was the first one. I can't remember. It was one of the first ones uh, that they came to Greenville. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to sign up for it because it's like, oh, how convenient! It's literally like twenty minutes from my house, you know. Yeah. And up until like the deadline date, like no girls signed up in my division. Not my rank. Not even like pur- I don't even think there was purple belts that had signed up. Like nothing. And then. If I had signed up, they would have put me against, uh, like, two white belts that had just started, like, six months ago. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to pay, you know, over $100 to compete with white belts when, you know, there's white belts all over the place. You know what I mean? But, like, I want a female that's going to be, like, on my level and, you know, and give me a challenge and actually beat me, you know? Because, like, it's not, you know, like, especially then, it you know, it was just so rare to find even blue belt girls that were around, you know what I mean? Like, the one, the one girl that I knew I could always count on to really put it on me and humble me every single time I needed it was Hannah Scoggins, and that was, like, even, like, two years ago. If I were to go cross train at Revolution, she's the one girl that would really, like, challenge me and give me a run for my money, you know? She's still doing that to this day. (laughs) (laughs) That kind of takes me into my next question in what has your cross training experience been like? I know when I was back in Mississippi, everything's different now because of the relationships between the gyms. But in some cases, I've been around people where it's actually frowned upon to cross train or <laughs> to... <laughs> uh, I know you're laughing. I know you're laughing. But... <laughs> I, yeah. but have you personally had those experiences? Because I have where in some cases there's only a few girls for a few hours around and it'd be a blessing the day that we could all meet up where we travel a couple hours to be able to work together just for a day. Mm-hmm. Let alone if there are a couple of gyms in an area where maybe there's a lady here, a lady there. So what has your experience been for cross training? Like some good experiences, bad experiences. So I mainly started cross training around the time that I met Misty and I the first time I went to UFC gym there was a lot of girls there and like they were all white belts you know for the most part but there was a lot more girls there than any other gym that I had seen or been around and like you know if I were to go to like Alliance at the time or you know Revolution you have to be there at the right time at the right day to come across another girl training you know what I mean yeah. but UFC gym like there was always girls there so I knew that anytime that I would go there like Misty was there every single day once I met her you know so I knew like okay I'm cool with Misty Misty's you know I can go there 
she's reliable like I that. Try. She is, she is. And um, so at the, the time I was training and cross training was not, it wasn't something encouraged and it wasn't a good thing to do while I was training there. So a lot of the times, like I would, I don't want to say I would lie, but I would be like, oh, I can't, I'm not coming in to train today because I train every single day, you know? So if I didn't show up, it was kind of weird. So I'd be like, oh, you know, I'm not going to train today. I don't really feel good today. Or I would say something along those lines, but really I was going to go cross train. I just didn't want to like get looked at in a bad way because I wanted to train with other females and I had no females to train with at Lenox, you know, like there was no girls there. It was just me and a bunch of guys and like that's cool and all but that's not gonna help me yeah. to my full potential you yeah, know I, I get that because i know there were a couple instances <clears throat> where i'd be mainly training with guys i'd go once a week to cross train with one girl and this happened for a while and then a few weeks after doing this where her and i would meet up once a week and we'd spend like hours together like one day a week where it'd be an evening and then i was getting questions going oh do you train for this gym now or are you switching gyms? Are you leaving? Exactly, them? exactly. And, and at that time, no, like, no, it's just we we are working together. It's not that I'm going to a different gym, but I value that they're also teaching me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's funny because like everybody up until now that I've been just at Alliance, like for the past few years, everybody said that I was like the person that trained at every single gym every other week thing? you know like why is it a bad thing i understand call, having exactly like a gym mm -hmm. but why should we be frowned upon expanding our portfolio yeah. so to speak on top of that and this is part of that experience that female experience we have when something like that happens we we need each other in a way to make ourselves better right like we're, we're trying to get better we want to compete when I was training, Kalina was the closest person to my size that was really willing to help me grow. That's another thing too, is because when you've got a bunch of people, cause it's also on a mental level too. Like we really got to talk about that. How if we're coming in, we're like, Hey, or me and Keeler are the same way. You we're we're all the same way where it's like, I've got IBJJF coming up in a month. I need you to show up to my open mats. I need you to come and kick my butt because I need to get ready. You've been that person. You've been that person. And we really need each other in this, this way where guys don't understand that. And that's what I really want to emphasize, especially for guys who are watching this or listening. Please understand that us as females, we need to be there to help each other because when we compete against each other, we roll a certain way. Yeah. So we, in no way is Misty saying that we're training differently. Yeah. I mean, technique is technique is technique. Mm -hmm. How you apply the technique is going to be a little bit different. How your center of gravity and like how you are going to move and your flexibility is definitely two of the biggest things that are going to differ between yeah. men and female. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we like certain things too. So when that was an issue where it's like cross training is an issue for me, I'm like, Kalina is the closest person to my size that's willing to help me grow. I was like, I cannot lose someone like that as far as mm -hmm. my BJJ game. And even like going into a tournament with each other, like it sucked because it was like, gotta slap me hands above <laughs> There we go. But 
<laughs> but that, that is that's, but that's the situation for a majority of yeah. women like we're, yeah. we're that's what we're experiencing right now so like again like if you're watching or listening to this what we're saying is like you and i have been cross training together for two years Mm-hmm. So then we have a local tournament come up where there's a huge incentive. <laughs> it's like a good incentive mm-hmm. on top of that. It's like, we want to compete. Like here's another tournament. Same for you too, where it's, we're showing up, but we're the only ones showing up. So we got to train together and kill each other. But we exactly. Each other enough. Cause we also need each other again to train right after the tournament. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So there's still, there's still two things I definitely want to hit on. like kind of tying up our cross training conversation. And I was just thinking about this. Have you in your instances of cross training always known somebody at the gym that you've gone to, to be able to work with that person or has somebody else put you in connection with them being like, you know, this gym has a girl that you need to train with, or have you met them outside of the gym and been like, Hey, we need to train together. And then you've established a cross training relationship. Um, I mean, definitely Missy is like the one, person that like I always uh you know I had that connection with and I could always come cross train with um there was a few times where I had uh talked about cross training and then did train with uh Laura a few times and um so the for those of you listening Laura is another purple belt at UFC Jim Greenville she's also been at Alliance um and so they had been cross training prior to this and Laura is a current ladies instructor at UFC Jim Greenville Mm-hmm. And then a few times before I had started training at Revolution, there was a few times where I um, trained with Hannah Scoggins. And that was about like the most cross training I had, or those are the places that I had went a few times uh, to train with other girls. Um, but I would say that the, the most cross training I did with a particular person I had a connection with was definitely Misty. Gotcha. So definitely meeting, developing a relationship, and then following through with being able to cross train in terms, especially calling you both out. What? (laughs) (laughs) And I don't mean it to sound like calling you out for like something negative, but in a cross training partner, and since y'all have such a good relationship, what are some things about this cross training partner or some like characteristics or in terms of y'all being there for each other do you look for in a cross training partner since y'all have established that relationship? Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? You could go first. Okay. <laughs> so for me, <laughs> it was like, cause this was a first, my, I was brand new to jujitsu, brand new to the gym and you coming in to where like, and it was the same thing. I'm like, who's this beautiful person? Like we just <laughs> we're, just, we're just going with that. For those, for, for those of you listening, she is a bombshell. Like you didn't know this. And like, oh my god when you like you spoke <laughs> to me and you were talking about like your love for jujitsu it was really cool to hear you talk about that and then I don't really remember the first like our actual first time doing like doing a drill or roll like I, I don't remember what it was but you were just the first person who was so like and I really hate to say this too, like first female that was actually genuinely kind and willing to help another female grow and another female grow in this sport, which sucks because two years later, I get you in a square <laughs> for a close guard and I <laughs> through that shoulder and then you get my foot. So it's one of the, it's like a crazy relationship, but 
I made that post on Instagram because you're, you're literally cheering for me all the time. And then we have to slap hands and bump fists. We get to it, but then we're going to go right back to cross training when this is all over. Mm -hmm. I show up at Alliance and I'm going to say, get me in as many heel hooks as you can so I can get out. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's, and it's the same for you too, because you started cross training at UFC. Yeah. Before actually switching over and having my home gym. What I found is that someone who's out of their ego and seeing someone they want to grow in that sport. For me, what I want to do in return is the same thing for you where I'm like, you're showing up for me. I'm going to sure as shit show up for you. Like, when is your next super fight? When is your next tournament? I will be there. So you have that genuine relationship where we're, we're not looking at each other's competition, even though we've, we've been actual opponents <coughs> a match. We haven't yet because we haven't gotten to the point, but mm-hmm. it's allowing people to grow within this community and within this sport and as people. And that's what really draw, drew me into you because I was like, you were just an, like an awesome, an awesome, you have awesome, awesome sportsmanship. Uh, you're the way you are as an athlete in the sport is like, that's what really drew me into having these partners. And it was the same for you. Like it's that similar quality. And now I'm like, I want to show up for y'all whenever you need me to show up, I will do my best. Oh my God. And it was like, (laughs) cause what had, what we've gone through too is like when you went to new breed, I was in Jacksonville doing a tournament at the same time. And like you won gold. And I was like, so happy. I was genuinely happy for you with that, those, that gold medal that I was like, holy crap. Like you've had this glow up in the past <laughs> years. Like I see it's like BJJ competition glow up because you've been able to grow and it's been a beautiful thing. So that's like what I've looked for and what I see and that makes me really happy. So. All right, Tony, you got to top that. <laughs> I was going to be talking about <laughs> You got to top that. We're going to recap for y'all after. (laughs) This is a beautiful moment. And before she starts, I got to tell you, when we were in the tournament and we were both getting coached, people were like, we don't give a shit if you love each other. You go out there and like you kill each other. We're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to point out my response to y'all. I think I wolf whistled at you first. And then I said, kill some bitches. For both of you. <laughs> okay. That's hilarious. So, back on track, so, yeah. Lena. What do you look for in a cross training partner? Your example, Misty. That. <laughs> um, I definitely would say like you know pretty much the same thing like Misty was saying like somebody that can like drop their ego. You know what I mean? Because there's so. I've seen so many girls in jujitsu that like, I've met so many awesome girls, you know, but a lot of girls are like, they have this ego like this, like, like you're a competition when you come to an open mat, you're a competition when you come into class with them and stuff. And that's not the time for competition. You know what I mean? Like to me, that's an issue. If you think that you have to beat me right then and there at an open mat or, you know, you give me this like hostility and attitude just for me being there. Like, I'm a threat just because we both train jujitsu. You know what I mean? Like, that's for me, that's a problem. That's not a training partner. And it's not gross. No, no, there's not, you know? And you can always feel that, like, that, like, it's just like bad energy. It's bad for your jujitsu. It's bad for your growth. It's bad for your mentality on 
you know, training with other women, you know what I mean? Like, I don't like, to me, that was a big thing. Like why I started cross training was because the first few times I had competed was the first few times I had ever rolled with another girl before because there was no girls at my gym, you know, and I had never cross trained before that. And I was losing every competition that I did because I was not used to rolling with another girl. It's totally different. You know what I mean? It's totally different than rolling with guys that are even our size. Yeah. And for me, it was like a big, like, it was like a mental thing. You know what I mean? Like I could not mentally get past that because I was not training with girls, you know? So it was like a block in my head almost. And also like a hesitation. Yeah. Like you don't want to hurt each other. When it, well, not even that, but whenever we go with guys, we have a hesitation to initiate some things because they are either larger, broader, stronger in a physical sense that we're like, okay, if I'm just going to get smashed, I, I'm not going to be the initiator and play offensively so much as I'm going to be defensive and take care of myself. Yeah. Whereas for women, and I noticed this too in competitions, you have to train in a way that's forcing you to be more offensive against one another. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You're ready to initiate, you're ready to engage, and you're ready to address what they're going to do rather than I need to protect myself. No, I need to be constantly attacking you just as much as you're attacking me. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so true. And that was definitely like, you know, that that's what got me started in the cross training with, you know, to meet other girls and to train with other girls and stuff like that. And you know, as far as like a quality training partner, like Missy was always though, you know, she, she's somebody that really stuck out to me when I first started training with her because (laughs) (laughs) we're having a moment again (laughs) because they're making eyes across Zoom. (laughs) Um, But she was like, she was like somebody that really stuck out to me because she was always so humble and so, you know, like, if I tapped her, it wasn't like, she would never get like pissed at me. You know, it wasn't going to be like all out war because I tapped her. You know what I mean? Like she, she knew at the time that, you know, I was higher rank and she was a white belt and she was so willing to get tapped out and to learn and to grow. And she never like, she was like one of those people that like, doesn't back talk, doesn't think they know everything, doesn't act a certain way because they feel like some kind of insecurity because there's a higher ranked female in the room. You know what I mean? Like she was always equal to whatever woman was in the room, whether they were higher ranked or lower rank. Like she was always just so kind and so easygoing and she would do everything she possibly could to get better and to help me. And, you know, to find a girl like that in jujitsu is just, it's pretty rare. You know what I mean? Like we have each other now, but it took a while for us to have each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's just not, it's just not something that you come across because, uh, you know, some girls come into jiu-jitsu and, like, they have this, I guess, this sense of, like, insecurity or this feeling like they have to be better than every other girl. And, you know, I, I get it to a certain extent when, when it's competition time. Like, of course, you want to be the best chick in the room. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there's a time and a place for that. And there's, there's – you have to have this level of sportsmanship. Otherwise, like, I just feel like it's – such an ugly quality to not be able to, you know, be the best person that you can for your training partner and then them be the same thing for you. You know what I mean? Like it's such a give and take. Yeah. So I think honestly, between the three of us, one of the biggest things in terms of finding a cross training partner, the biggest thing is going to be the vibe. Yeah. You know, what kind of vibe are you getting with one another? Because if you and that person don't click in a sense that can you check your ego? Can you compete with each other in a sense that you're pushing one another? 
but not be so competitive that it impairs your relationship yeah. or mm -hmm. that you're constantly one upping each other. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's, it's a healthy type of competition. Yeah, um, absolutely. And also what kind of ego or lack thereof do you have? Does it have to be, Oh, I always have to be number one. I always have to be the one competing because that's not really a true cross training relationship. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. like you said, it's a give and take. Um, yeah. And then kind of the second biggest thing is, are you going to show up? Not just for yourself when you have stuff coming up, but when your training partner also has stuff coming up. Yeah. Like, yeah. I see it between exactly. people a lot in that if Misty has something come up, you're still over there helping her get ready. If you have something come up, all of us try to plan to be able to meet up and Absolutely. each other get ready. Yeah. And so we, I think those are the two big things. Yeah. And we have more women like that now. You know, a lot of the women who do MMA in our area are also there for us and we're there for them as well. Um, mm -hmm. We are going to have coming up soon um, on the podcast, but what we've tried to do, especially where we're trying to get a group of women, like when Alliance has their free open mat and we message, you know, all the females saying, Hey, we're trying to get more women there, you know, and you saying like, we can help each other when we got competition coming up. So I think, establishing that healthy relationship when we're saying like, Hey, I'm going to be there for you. You know, we, we can be there for each other. And I think when you have a smaller group like that, take that initiative. I think it helps grow where it's like, okay, like we're not trying to beat each other. Cause me personally, I don't want to be the best person in my gym. I, I don't because that's not going to do anything for me when I go to Atlanta or if I try to go to Masters Worlds, or I'm like, best person, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, but yeah, finding those things in each other where we're willing to to grow and help each other is it's it's really cool when we we find that and we have that, and that's what we're really trying to do with women in jujitsu. So it's trying to figure out like, no, we're not trying to exclude men. We're just like, hey guys, can you kind of understand that? We need more of us. <laughs> and, and for the women out there too, like, you know, it's not that it's all like this. It's just, it's scary kind of coming into a sport like this where you're playing simulated murder. <laughs> In a fun way. In a fun way. The, and you keep the, playing. The take home, especially when it comes to cross training, is if you want that type of relationship, you have to go after it. Yes. If somebody is not at your gym, then you need to find somebody that y'all can meet up and train, even mm -hmm. if it's only like once every couple of months, yep. that still is valuable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so getting back to how we were talking about competition, how does it feel for you that a lot of the people that you're competing with locally are your training partners or your cross training partners? How does that impact your performance or how you prepare for something or does it? Um, I mean, it doesn't change like too much. Like other other than the fact that it's absolutely, like, emotionally draining, you know what I mean? Like, competing against Missy was, like, it was horrible. And then, like, Isabella, you know, she's, like, my main training partner. She trains with me every single day. Uh, we have the hardest training sessions together all the time. And she, you know, she's always giving me a run for my money every day when we train, you know? And then I had to compete against her at New Breed, the last one that we did. And that was so, like again, emotionally draining, because it's like, you know, Isabel's like, 
you know, she's like my sister, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to, I just didn't want to compete against her, but we both looked at each other and we're like, let's just kill each other. You know what I mean? Like we do this every day in the gym. So it's really not that much different. Yeah. So we're just going to kill each other. And then me and Misty said the same thing. And we're like, you know, we've helped each other for so many years and we've grown together for so long. And now we're about to compete against each other. And we both, we just looked at each other and we're like, let's kill each other. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, like, and I'll, yeah. And we discussed that too, where we're like, you know what, let's give them a show. Let's, I mean, that's yeah. what we did. Like they want to watch a competition. We're going to give them a competition to watch. Yeah. 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 Y'all did definitely go back and forth a lot. Very yeah. technically, very different styles working and trying to hit each other's games. <laughs> yeah. um, and <laughs> and I, I still watch that snap down when I got you with that snap down. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> that <laughs> made me so pissed. Cause it was so good. <laughs> well, and that goes into my next question. How does it feel competing with somebody that you know, their game? You know, they know what you're going to do. You know what they're going to do. You know what they're bad at. They know what you're bad at. Yeah. That like, other than men emotionally draining and that you're going against somebody you care about. Right. How does it feel mentally going against somebody, you know, their game, the opportunity to go against somebody else. <laughs> how does that kind of fuck you <laughs> in that <laughs> you're so used to knowing your opponent's game. Now you don't. Yeah. So it's right. a two part question. I think, uh, knowing your opponent's game like going into it with Misty I kind of you know I already know how she rolls we had literally just rolled Nogi like a few weeks before that mm-hmm. and so I knew like pretty much how she was gonna feel how she was gonna roll what she wanted to go for and stuff like that and to me it made it way worse because I was like oh my god if I literally get caught in something that I see coming that's gonna feel like the worst thing in the world <laughs> you know what I mean okay can we talk about how, like, I knew Will Sutton was coaching you, and I stopped <laughs> him coaching you, and I still didn't ask David to work a heel hook defense. Like, I was like, why didn't I ask him this? I'm so <laughs> But you know what's funny? And I, <laughs> like, why did I do this? I'm so stupid. But when I went for that Kimura and close guard, I never do that. I never do that in the gym. I saw it. And I was like, oh, the arm's right there. I just didn't lower my hand. So it was off by like this much. And then the sweeping you, using all that, I was like, I I don't play this in the gym. Even the wrestling where I just came at you, I'm like, I don't know this. I know. When you came at me, I was like, okay, what is this? You were supposed to pull a guard. (laughs) Like immediately. Okay, so to be fair, we all believed that. (laughs) I trained with her all the time. I was expecting that. Yeah. Because, I mean, we worked on that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she did a snap down and we were like, okay, guard puller, not guard puller, yeah. anti-guard puller club. Well, I watched the video. I was like, I remember <laughs> getting to these places. Like, and when you came into me and I was able to get my clothes guard, I'm like, holy shit, this stuff is working. <laughs> <laughs> it works. It's real. <laughs> my competition game is nothing like what I do in the gym. It's like yeah. the stuff comes out of me that's so, I don't want to say innate, it's just automatic. I have mm-hmm. an automatic response. I don't know if you experience, y'all experience that too when you get to competition where it feels a little bit more automatic versus like, I was planning on this, this is how I roll, so why is it different? De- yeah, definitely. Go no, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> so, 
coming from somebody who really doesn't, I've given up on the concept of game plan. You know, as a white belt, I thought I had to have this path already figured out. And now I'm to the point, everybody's going to pull guard because nobody will stand up and play with me. And so I've given up what I want to do more so of I'm going to deal with what you give me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I don't have a mindset of being like, this is what I want to do at all. Yeah. I've just, I gave that up. Yeah. I feel the same way because the guard pull that I was even doing at AGF, you were watching me do it. And I kept getting, getting guillotined. I'm like this, I'm not doing it right. But when I got to that point in this tournament, I was able to get my close guard. I hadn't been able to do that. I was just working a game or stuff that I thought should be my a game. And it wasn't right. And then what, what's your experience been like? Do you kind of go with a game plan? Do you just feel it out? Uh, I would say that I have a little bit of a game plan for like every situation. Now, um, I'd never had a game plan before ever. Like every time I would compete and that was literally the worst thing ever. (laughs) So that's something that like, since I started training at Alliance, like Hoffa has been helping me a lot with, and you know, he's kind of like, you have to figure out what your game plan is. What do you like to do? You know what I mean? And stick with it, you know? And so that's something that I started doing a lot more, especially now in competition. It's like, okay, I have like, like two or three takedowns I really like to do. And if I can't get those two or three takedowns within a certain amount of time, I'm going to pull guard exactly the way I like to pull guard. And I'm going to get the guard exactly the way I want to get the guard because, you know, that's the game plan I have to have. And then I'm going to attack exactly the submissions that I attack every single day in the gym and that I get people with. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it kind of just depends, you know, like it depends on, you know, can I get the takedown? And if I don't get the takedown, then I pull guard. But if I do get the takedown, then I work my top game from there or my passing game. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's somewhat planned, somewhat just kind of just how the matches go. Yeah. And not to say that game plans aren't good or having one, because I know a lot of people that have been very successful, uh, particularly with super fights, that there's some girls that are like, this is my game plan. And that is all they do. They don't consider other possibilities. Um, my last super fight, the one that we met right before that, he hadn't even finished slapping hands, bumping fish. She was on me and jumping guard. Like she, that was and like trying to pull guard and jump guard. Like Mm -hmm. that was her game plan and she immediately executed it. So I don't think it's game plans aren't great. I think it's, how are you going to execute it? If you are a hundred percent committed, then it's going to work well for you. So Mm -hmm. I feel like, especially since we're, between the three of us, we're still relatively new. We only have a few years of experience under our, under our belts. Right. That uh, it's not that game plans aren't good for us. I feel like we just have yet to get to the point where we're a hundred percent committed to them. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I feel that way. Like when I'm in a tournament, my tournament game, I've learned. I'm like, okay, I can do these in a tournament with girls in my division, or I can play this path. This is something that's been very reliable, but because people in the gym are so different, I mean, I think because the gym is so predictable, we know how we can catch people. When you're comp- competing, you don't know, so you kind of have to rely on what you can do for yourself. And I think that maybe a little different, because like, yeah, I don't know. I see part of that, but I think it's also going to be influenced by what kind of competition are you having. Are you having yeah. a submission only? Are you doing... Yeah 
a point like IBJJF because yes. what you do is going to be reflective upon what is what's going to get you to win. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like y'all yeah. had a submission only. Well, in a sense. It was it, it was, was very it was well, IBJJF rule set, right? It was IBJJF rules. But yeah. it was very heavily influenced being like you need to get the submission. Yeah. Like y'all, it was pretty yes. much between the, between the two of you. It yeah. was get a submission. Yeah, because we, I mean, we saw what we could go for. And I've usually, I've only competed in IBJJF rule set or like AGF, AGF. AGF second modified, I would do. Yeah. So points where I can rely on those points. Because like, let's say you didn't sub me and I got those two points, I would have won that match. Because I got, yeah. like, but I didn't rely on those points. That wasn't what I was seeing either. I was like, I'm getting this Kimura. No. Well, now we're going to move because I'm going to go somewhere else. <laughs> but like <laughs> you were on top of that too. Like it was very similar where we saw subs versus yeah. points and that changes it up a little bit too. You know, wait, like if from that A game point, so it's like, okay, this is my A game if it's sub only or if it's points. So I guess just kind of growing with that. But I mean, that's an example of like comp competing and how you're kind of figuring it out. Yeah, and it's, like, it's going to change with everybody we go against. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a different kind of pressure, too, just because, like, in a match, you literally only have one chance, you know what I mean? Versus at an open mat or a training session, like, okay, you tap them or they tap you, okay, well, then you start all over, you know what I mean? Yeah. But in a, in a match, it's like you literally only have one chance. This is your one time. And for me, that's where I feel the most pressure, you know what I mean? Like, if I make a mistake, I cannot redo this, so mm -hmm. I cannot make a mistake. Oh, okay, Lily. He agrees. <laughs> so, so because of the fact that you end up competing against some of the same girls more frequently, does that cause you to feel pressure to try to find competitions farther away or larger federation tournaments so that you can roll or have the opportunity to compete with other women? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't have a problem really competing against like the same girls uh, except for, like, Misty and Isabella. I don't ever want to do that again. But, uh, <laughs> like, I'm fine with competing with, like, any girls. But, you know, I want to compete more. So I'm willing to – there's not much around here. When it does come around here, it's very rare. So I'm willing to go to, you know, further places and travel and stuff just to get more competition. And, and to, you know, meet other girls I've never met before and, you know, compete against other girls I've never competed before because it's all good experiences, especially, like, you know, I'm I'm a blue belt. And it's like – Nobody's going to care if I win or lose any match or competitions, but this is something that I do for myself, you know what I mean? So it's just something that, like, I personally want to do good for myself as a blue belt because, you know, once I get to a higher rank, like brown belt or black belt, like, that's when it's really going to matter, and that's when it's really going to be important. So for now, like, I just want to, you know, travel and train and compete as much as I can with every girl because it doesn't matter, like, who I beat or who beats me, you know what I mean, as long as, like, this is this is the path that I'm on. This is the growth that I'm on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, but ob obviously I want to do really good. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like the experience that I know I've had from the few tournaments I've done. Literally, I'm like, at one hand I can count, but I've experienced really good sportsmanship, and that's just been my experience, which is so more, cool. Yeah, and like the more I do this, the more I see how when you compete it's really for you it's not about your opponent absolutely you go out there and if you make mistakes you know that's on you you're like holy crap I didn't know I was that bad at this I need to go back <laughs> in the gym and fix it you fix yeah. it. you go to your next tournament 
And it's like, oh, I'm also bad at this. Let me get, and that's being a blue belt. I think that's being a blue belt. It's, it's, okay, it's not being a blue belt. It's being a competitor. Yeah. It's, it's not belt restrictive at all. And Kalina, I know I don't want to ask you this, is how has it felt being either one of the higher ranked women as a blue belt or one of the only women, especially when you've cross-trained or you've been to so many different gyms, how has that changed your perspective on rolling with ladies or trying to train with more ladies? Um, uh, you know, you definitely feel like a certain amount of pressure because you're supposed to not suck and you're supposed to not get tapped by white belts, <laughs> you know, um, especially girls. So, you know, there's a certain amount of pressure, but you know, now I don't really care about that as much, you know what I mean? Like, I'll probably always have a little bit of ego, like, I don't want a lower rank to tap me, but, and and I feel like that's a good thing to have at the same time, because it, it always keeps you, you know, you have to, you have to work harder, you have to be better, you have to be smarter, you know, and so I like it in that sense, like, having that pressure, but, I mean, it's, it's funny, because, like, when you cross train, and, you go to a gym where there's usually a lot of like the girls that do train there, there's a lot of white belt girls. So when I would cross train at a gym where, you know, I have a little bit more experience and, you know, I'm a little bit tech more technical and, and I go a little bit harder. Um, and then I roll with the guys at those gyms. They're very like, like, you know, it always throw them off by surprise. Like, Oh, Oh, girls can be like that you know, have that much fight in them, you know what I mean? Because you get more aggressive the more you do it, you know? And it's funny because guys will be like, you know, a little thrown off and a little bit like okay with it at first. And then they just absolutely smash me afterwards. Cause they're like, Oh yeah, no, she can't do this to me. Yeah. It's like <laughs> and second that kind of sucks. a little bit. They're like, okay, I'm pushing back at like 110%. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you hear them say that where they're like, shit, I didn't know you were going to go that hard. And it's like, I don't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> well, that or it's like, I'm not going as hard as you. <laughs> I get that. Um, it makes me think of one of my buddies up in West Virginia. Uh, whenever I visit my hometown, they have a gym there now. And him and I hadn't rolled in a few months because we hadn't seen each other. Oh, no. <laughs> so we immediately start rolling. He gained a little bit of weight and he kept trying to get on top. And I was like, why are you doing this? And he's like, I don't want you to choke me. <laughs> he was like, I know you. And there were a few newer guys that had never met me. And so him and I were kind of playing around rather than doing like a serious role. And then they were like, Hey, we want to roll with you. Okay, sure. That's fine. And they think, Oh, it's going to be a walk in the park. He didn't really fight you. And then all of a sudden I'm on top, like driving my shoulder in their neck. And they're like, okay, I can't just I can't coast right now. This is not a good idea. <laughs> and I, I have found like going to other gyms and rolling, even like not even rolling with like the ladies, but rolling with the guys, they are so much more surprised if you have a competitor mindset because you are more aggressive. Oh my God. Yeah. And you aren't, Absolutely. If you're willing to, okay, I'm play. if you don't want to play your game, I'm playing my game. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. It's so true. So true. And it's funny too. I don't know if y'all have had this experience, but like when you're training, it's really different as like a higher, I don't know, I'm still blue belt, but being a higher <laughs> belt, like with like a white belt guy or rolling with a white belt female. So with the white belt guys, 
I had this experience where there was this, this guy who trained at our gym, had no idea that he trained before I started, but he left for a little while to go to school or work or something. He comes back occasionally, he's in a Nogi class. So I'm like, okay, this is a white belt guy. He's gonna come at me hard. He's gonna think, you know, whatever. So I'm like, I'm gonna play some wrestling. I'm just gonna do whatever. And I go for some wrestling shots and he sprawls on me and I'm like, shit. I'm like, okay, like recovery. Cause he wasn't mean and aggressive, but I was like, what's going on? I don't know. <laughs> like, no clue. And uh, David was like, yeah, he's been training here for like two years. I was like, <laughs> I never saw oh, him. I get that. <laughs> so I'm like wrestling and just coming at him. And he's probably like, who is this shit? Who does this girl think she is? And it's now he doesn't know, probably doesn't even know I'm a blue belt. And I'm just coming at him with all these moves. <laughs> I get so bad. That's hilarious. I get that because. Same gym, I just gave the example from a minute ago, and they have this white belt guy, his name's Cam, one of the sweetest people, and it was like, hey, you want to roll? Okay, could not pry his grip for shit, and this is Nogi, I already don't like Nogi, I can't do anything, <laughs> at one point, I'm like bent around like a pretzel, and, <laughs> and everybody's like, are you okay there? Like, nope, nope, I can't do anything. <laughs> I've got like my hand flailing, like, this is my tap now. <laughs> uh bless yeah so i guess before we start wrapping up this conversation if you were to give a piece of advice to fellow white belt women that maybe don't have a lot of people at the gym like what you started out with what would that advice be uh honestly i would say <laughs> either get some friends to come train with you or leave your gym and go where there's girls <laughs> Because honestly, like, the best thing a girl can do is train with other girls. And it took me years to realize that because for the longest time I thought, okay, I train with guys. So when I go compete with girls, I'm going to smash them because I'm used to like guys pressure and, you know, a guy's strength and all that stuff. And that was like the biggest lie ever because that's not true at all. You know what I mean? And girls are way stronger than I thought they were. Um, I didn't think that they were that strong <laughs> until I started like competing with hey. <laughs> Keely is definitely one of them. The last time I rolled with Keely, she she just like straight up manhandled me. And I was like, okay. You make it sound like I didn't use technique. You do I mean, you did have the strength to match the technique, so it's just this like it's awesome. Like it's the not, most I'm, overwhelming very, feeling. It's a very good thing. <laughs> flexibility with the strength and the technique all together it is like, it's all together yeah but it, it's y'all say that like better. i didn't lose hard at my last ibjj no, tournament but, like, you <laughs> oh my god there, but if it wasn't for that like i wouldn't have grown to where i'm at today so it's like an amazing thing that's why it's not even a threat it's like okay just kill me for as many times as you can then i go compete and i'm like wow that was not bad <laughs> no. Okay. I will it's another day. I agree with that part. I'm sorry that I manhandled no. you on your No, oh my <laughs> god. Please don't ever apologize. Like I literally want more. <laughs> I am begging you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then uh Misty, I think I cut you off a second ago. Oh no. No, you're fine. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Um so we're trying to ask every person we interview this because I would like to see how everybody defines jujitsu in their own terms. So if you, what is like your definition of jujitsu? 
and it doesn't have to be super de definitive like like david's like oh jujitsu is it's very much <laughs> Like, oh my god. I, I love how you had to like tuck your chin. <laughs> she literally just the like just went out. David. She was speaking from the chest. Anyway, <laughs> how would you define jujitsu? Or what is it to you? Uh you know, it's different for everyone. To me, it's <laughs> kill or be killed. Like it's very extreme. It is very intense. And that's exactly what I love about it. You know what I mean? If it was easy if I trained because it was just a hobby or I didn't want to compete maybe my answer would be different but I want to compete I want to be killed I want to kill you know what I mean like yeah. that's that's just how I feel about it like it's everything that I want I'm a very intense person and it's very intense for me um so that's why like when Keely apologized for manhandling me I was like please don't because that's exactly what I'm looking for you know what I mean that's that like it's like an addiction, you know what I mean? Like, that's the fix that I need. That's what makes me high, is that, like, murder session, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like when I texted you yesterday, and I said, I need my jits fix. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's literally that's the exactly text we got yesterday is, I need my jits fix. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's why I appreciate you so much, is because where you're willing to root for someone who's bringing everything they can to the table, and you're willing to bring everything to the table. So you're a true competitor for me. Like in my eyes, what I see is a sense of, I can't get better unless I make the people around me better, or I deal with what someone can give me because, mm -hmm. you know, when you have someone who's constantly better than you, and it's making you better and grow. And that's what you do. And that's what, like, I want you to know as well. It's like, it's amazing to say, you know, you're there cheering for me on the sidelines, but then we can slap hands and bump fists and you're going to bring everything you can to push me. And that's what we need more, more of in this community, both male and female. And we need to bring mm -hmm. them together because if you want to get better at the sport, you've got to be willing to help others get better around you. And you absolutely. And you do that. And that's why we wanted you on here because You've been in those situations where you've been the only female or because of how beautiful you are and what you're willing to do, it can come off as threatening, but it can come off as threatening. <laughs> we're just trying to have a good community, but I think with where we're at with the BJJ community in the upstate of Green, or just the upstate of South Carolina, Greenville, we have a now good collection of women who can train to compete we can do competitive training with each other oh my gosh yeah while still cheering for each other when that competition or tournament or fight comes up so absolutely thank you for, so much for letting us interview you and kind of just share share misty's feelings for i know you. but like <laughs> show other people our gay love <laughs> everyone who's it's beautiful <laughs> it's a beautiful <laughs> thing to witness right now people but like if you see the camaraderie <laughs> between the three of us like if you're watching this or you're listening this is what we need as women because we see it with the guys and it's really cool to watch the guys do this and mm -hmm. we're able to do this and other women need that as well white belt women need this blue belt women need this purple belt, brown belt, black belt women, all, we all need this. So allowing people to see this interaction between females who compete against each other and train together is really what we need to do with this. There's uh, one girl that we have not mentioned, and I have to mention her because she is 
one of the most incredible human beings I have ever met, one of the most incredible grapplers I've ever been able to train with, and she's somebody that I have cross-trained with, and she will literally come down whenever, wherever, to help me get ready for competitions, and that's uh, Charlie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She is the most Charles incredible. and Teeny both. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. They, they are so amazing, so selfless, mm-hmm. so humble, so sweet, like – they will literally murder you and then just be like, oh my God, you did so amazing. Like you're growing so much. And I'm like, what the heck? Like that is so cool. <laughs> oh, and Hannah can be included in that as well when you've got all of them. Absolutely. And, and I watch Hannah and Charlie train, like they, they'll spar with each other or then like, like they have a fight coming up or if we're competing, you know, the way we show up for each other is this is needed across the board in the BJJ community all together. And Mm -hmm. just having that, I feel so fortunate now because we're all going to get better because of this. And like, I'm, I'm really grateful we could have you this interview with you and you can like just share your experience. And now this is where we're at. Um, Do you have anything else you want to say before we go? Um, I mean, I just want to, like, for all the girls that are listening, if they've made it this far, <laughs> um, I just want to, like, you know, encourage all of them, like, especially if they're white belts, to, you know, keep training, um, you know, have a good attitude, bring positive energy all the time, you know what I mean? Um, be, be a good, be good teammates to each other because we need each other, you know what I mean? Like, just have a good attitude every day showing up and, keep training every day and keep everything positive, everything happy, you know, like this is, this is so, it's so healthy and it's so good for all of us on not just like a physical, like athletic aspect, but also like a mental and emotional way. It's so healthy for us, all of us, you know? And, um, you know, I'm just so thankful for all the girls that I've been able to train with, like Misty, Keely, Hannah Scoggins, Laura, um Charlie, Isabella, Isabel, uh Fatini, like literally all of them, like everybody. And if I miss somebody, I feel so bad and I'm probably gonna be thinking about it afterwards if I miss anybody, but like literally love everybody so much. We <laughs> love you too. <laughs> oh my god, you guys. I know I'm ready to train again. <laughs> I know <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right thanks again for coming that's the end of today's episode tune in for the next episode of black boat or bust bye Bye.